Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. The sign hanging over the lobster tank said, and I quote, Please, do not put your hands in the tank. It is bad for the lobsters. I was mildly amused. I was standing in the lobby at the uh, Crimson Crustacean, or the Red Lobster, if you will, and I asked a receptionist, I said, I was wondering if you could tell me uh, what you're going to, to do with these lobsters. She said, well, we're going to eat them. I said, well, how, how does that happen? She said, well, somebody comes in, they look at the tank, they pick out their lobster, we scoop it out, and we drop it in a pot of boiling water. Wait, 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 wait. You, you drop a live lobster in a, pot of, in a pot of boiling water. How do you know when he's done? Well, they turn bright red. Yes, I'm eating at the red lobster. That's what they're famous for. They take lobsters and they kill them so other people can eat them. So you mean you're going to take a live lobster, drop it into boiling water until he turns bright red like your sign out there. You're going to cook them and eat them. And somehow me putting my hands in the tank is going to be something that they mind? She smiled. We laughed a little. And, and maybe I wouldn't make a good lobster rancher. I don't know anything about raising lobsters. But I do know that anything, any bacteria that might be on my hand will be pretty much gone when Larry the lobster reaches Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego temperature. You put him in the boiling water and everything that he carried in with him dies. Why can't you have a sign that simply says, hey, don't put your hands in our lobster tank? Or a sign that says, is this your lobster tank? Check yes or no. Then we check no. If you said no, keep your hands out of it. It's not your tank. I remember seeing a sign that said, danger, high voltage. Not only will this kill you, it will hurt the entire time you are dying. Now, that's not asking people not to put their hands there. That's not coming up with some silly reason that if you do this, it'll somehow offend the, the death row lobsters. It, it's a sign that says, here's some informed consequences. Here's some informed consent. You can do this. I can't keep you from doing it. But if you do it, this is what happens. 
Now, I guess every rule doesn't have to have a reason. I guess we can arbitrarily state that in our lives, this will or will not take place. We're going to choose this and really don't have to, to, to make up a reason. But, it, but whether it has a reason or not, you, you get to say, I decided to do it that way because that's the way I decided to do it. And I'm willing to live with the consequences. Now, if you're not willing to live with the consequences, you can't make the decision to do it and have everybody else be okay with it. You know, sometimes there's nothing wrong with being truthful about why a rule is a rule or simply by saying, I don't have to have a good reason, but the reason I have is good enough. I'm afraid so so many times, too often, we feel we've got to justify our value so that others will go, oh, that makes sense to me, when in reality it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else for it to be a valid reason for how I choose to live my life. My values don't have to have validation from anybody else. When I make a decision about what I'm going to do or not do, how I'm going to be or not be, and I'm willing to live with the consequences, I don't have to have some justification for, well, we chose to do this because of X, Y, or Z. I chose to do this. And I'm willing to live with the, with the outcomes. I'm willing to live with the byproducts. I'm willing to live with what that produces. Rules without relationship create rebellion. Rules without context equal confusion. And there's all kind of things going on in our society today where people have made choices and, and they don't like the outcomes that, that come with those choices and, and then they want to either justify their reasoning and have everybody else go, oh, well, now that makes sense, so you're allowed to do it. When in reality, if you make a decision or you have a position or you take a stance and you can be crushed, wounded, or offended because I don't get it, then you're probably not that convinced in yourself. I, I, I don't want to start a firestorm here. Jackie and I were driving to North Carolina this last weekend. I was speaking in Havelock, North Carolina at the Cherry Point Church of Christ, and we had decided to make the drive, take Oreo with us so she could play in the ocean. Uh, Oreo is a Spanish water dog, and uh, they were her breed comes from the coast of Spain, and those dogs, I think, are naturally genetically lured to salt water, and we wanted to let her play in the ocean. So we're driving up there. And as we're driving on this 10-hour drive, I got introduced to sports radio. I'd never listened to a, a, a sports talk show before. And I don't know how to even describe some of the things I heard on the radio. I have no idea how to put a frame of reference into the people who call and, and who are regular callers to talk about college sports and they know statistics and they know people and 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 they're unapologetic about the sports team that they choose to support 
there's a sports team and their mascot is an elephant and they're called the Crimson Tide. There's a ma- there's a team and their mascot is a tiger and they scream War Eagle. There's there's a a team that has a bright orange T. Apparently nobody can draw there, and 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 their their fight song is is a bad bluegrass song. And yet those folks call in and they they are unapologetically delusional about their teams. And the delusion runs both ways. Oh, we're going to come in there and we're going to beat your team. And you hadn't beat their team in, 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 you know, 600 years. And then there's other people who call in and say, well, our team did win by 60 points. We're falling apart. We're no good this year. We should fire everybody. But the people who call in to, to a... And I'm I'm just blown away. The best psychologist in the world is a gentleman named Mr. Paul Feinbaum. Because this guy who's the host of this radio program listens to these nutcases with such compassion and acceptance. And he doesn't debate with them. And if he ever does, he uses facts, not emotions. But these people call. One guy called in and was talking about having a fight with his neighbor and had a heart attack. And the guy said, well, I had a fibrillator. And that fibrillator, what's a fibrillator? Is that a thing that goes off and makes you lie spontaneously? Where do you even find somebody who talks like that, who has enough sense to dial a phone to call a radio program? Maybe it's an iPhone. Hey, Siri, call Paul Feinbaum. I, I don't I don't know. But what I do know is the people who call into a sports talk show have a set of values, and they are unapologetic about it. They are Tennessee fans or Auburn fans or Alabama fans or Georgia fans or fans of Ohio State, and they call in and and they have their position and they cannot be dissuaded from their position. Why? Because they're not the fan of their football team. They didn't choose this set of athletic values in order to get your validation. They chose what they chose because it was the choice that they made. If we're going to be people of integrity, if we're going to be people who live by a construct of values, then the values that we adopt have to be consistent. This is the internal locus of control. This is the thing that that I want my life to look like. And this set of choices gets that. Now, if if your your choices and your outcomes don't match each other, that's that's a problem. That's either immaturity or mental illness. But for the most part, we make the decisions that we make about the values we're going to hold or the rules we're going to have in our lives or the things we're going to do or the things we're not going to do or just simply what we're going to be. And instead of worrying about other people's opinion of it, we made a choice that says, I'm willing to do this and live with the consequences. Any other decision-making process... Any other reason for adopting a set of values or a set of behaviors 
if it's to conform or to pacify, and it's not about an internal construct, I think it's probably in most cases going to be invalid. I could probably come up with, or you could probably come up with an exception to that, but in most cases, I do what I do based on the consequences that I'm willing to have or that I'm trying to get. Now, if, if you make a decision about your behavior or your identity, and my reaction to it can, can ruin your day or crush your spirit, then you don't really, you don't really believe that as strongly as you say you did. But when we decide to be people of integrity and we decide to be people who live by an internal set of values, and by the way, your values control what you do, what you are dictates your actions. Your actions don't always make you what you are. You can wear a costume and be a pretender, and it doesn't make you real. But when you decide that this is who I am, and your identity, and I'll go as far as to say having a spiritual self-identity. But the reason I make this decision is because my identity is that I'm a spiritual being. And how does a spiritual creature live in a physical world? When I have a spiritual self-identity, that controls all my choices. This is what I am, therefore this is how I behave. And, and, and just kind of chase that a minute. The things that we do morally and ethically don't give us a connection to God. Our connection to God, this is what I am, dictates my ethical choices, di dictates my behaviors, dictates the things that I do or don't do. My rules don't connect me to God my connection to God dictates, quote, unquote, my rules. Because rules without relationships create rebellion. And rules without contact, context create confusion. The explanation for why you live how you live simply has to come from the idea of I live the way I live because this is what I am. And there's a difference between reasons that sound good and good sound reasoning. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with life, controlling your inside space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian jiu-jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. 
And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.